and welcome to an exclusive, a YouTube exclusive, uh, all about the birds draft talk with Sienna Heights linebacker, Nick Stallworth. Um, happy to have you, uh, answer some questions for us. Um, Sure. You know, really appreciate you uh, joining us for this. Uh, this is the first time. So you're the first time yeah. doing a YouTube exclusive for the uh, Draft Talk show. Hey, well, you- thanks, thanks for having me. I greatly appreciate it. So, you know, just going to go over a little bit uh, about yourself. Um, mm-hmm. You can follow, we can, anyone can follow you on Twitter mm-hmm. at Nick underscore stall 21. Um, yep. Siena Heights University, uh, mm-hmm. three time second team, all MFSA defense, defensive team. Uh, led the team in tackles in 2017 and 2018, 240 career tackles, 11 and a half tackles for loss, two sacks, three interceptions. So a little bit of a playmaking linebacker um, yes, with those numbers. Uh, the first question I'm going to you know, start you off with is, who mm-hmm. is Nick Stallworth? So I am on the field. I feel like I'm a versatile guy. I feel like I can play all three linebacker spots as well as a box safety kind of like a Jamal Adams, Jeremy Chin. But my game, I feel like I can compare it to, because I'm six foot 230, so I'm not the biggest linebacker. So I know my technique has to be perfect at all times. So I would compare myself to a Quan Alexander or Eric Kendricks as far as like my body type, but I feel like I play like a Fred Warner, like as far as like my playing style. Now, with, with the pandemic last year, your mm-hmm. season was canceled. Right. Your 2020 season was canceled and you know, how challenging was that? You know, for somebody that, you know, every year you're playing football, you kind of have to, it's, it's a whole new, it's, it's different. It's different for everybody and no matter right. what profession they were in, but how'd that affect you? How was that challenging? So it was real challenging. Cause like you said, I mean, going in the fall, fall is football season and you're getting ready to play. And especially in my position, I thought um, I was going to play this season and get ready for draft and pro days right after that. But everything kind of came to a halt. And especially with all the COVID restrictions going on on campus, we could only have a certain amount of people in the weight room, especially with the amount of guys we had. I think we only could have like 10 in in the weight room per hour. So it was it was wild. So we had to get in and get out like only like a 30, 35 minute lift, like in and out, like throughout the whole day. So it was it was tough. I mean, especially practices. Um, we had. Um, restrictions on that too as far as how many people could be on the field so it just everything just felt weird and I could I could only imagine like how it felt for everybody else but I mean every, it was just weird so I took a focus on my game and I just tried to improve parts of my game and try to find time for myself away from practice as far as working on my drops my pass rush and stuff of that magnitude now you you were able to declare for the 2021 draft, the upcoming draft, but you decided to reclassify and not do that to come back. Yes, uh, what, you know, what was the reason to do that? So I talked to so Greg Jones and Reggie Wynn. So Greg Jones, he actually played in the NFL for New York, Jacksonville, Tennessee, and Reggie Wynn, who he's actually a scout for um, Toronto Argos, my mistake, Toronto Argos. And when I go home, they train me along with um, my coaches when I'm up at school here. So I talk with them and they they said I stay another year just to polish my skills. And so I can get another year worth of tape out to these NFL scouts so they can have a full four year film, even though I was supposed to come up this year. Yeah. And, you know, the 
the other question that I have, you know, with that, to be able to put that for those four years of film, mm-hmm. um, I know you, we, we talked a little bit about it through, through messaging um, mm-hmm. about that, how it helps you develop, you know, year by year and show right. your improvement year by year. Do you feel like that's another, you know, huge advantage for you to be able to each year to improve at what you're doing, to be able to show scouts, Hey, every single year I'm getting better. Oh yeah, for sure. Especially me coming from a smaller school. I feel like that extra year will be beneficial for sure. For sure. To show that improvement throughout the years and how I've developed as a player. Now you just mentioned about like coming from a small school. There's many NFL players that that have played at small schools. Uh, Mm -hmm. You don't need to be playing at the big powerhouse programs to be able to be an NFL player. So what do you take from that? Knowing there's a, there is a bunch of, even in other leagues, whether it's the CFL or the NFL, that mm-hmm. you can make a name for yourself, not not because you're at a big school, just because of the, the ter- determination you have. How right. do you feel? What, what do you take from that, knowing that? So I've always heard the saying, if you're good enough, they'll find you. And I've carried that saying all the way through. It actually started when I was in high school. I was actually highly recruited coming out and looked at by like all Mac schools, American Conference, some Big Ten. And I actually played down in the All-Star game down in Texas, and we played at at t Stadium, and I was playing against Alabama commits, um, Ohio State, Penn State, and I actually almost finished with uh, 10 tackles. And ever since then, I mean, it was I carried the weight of if you're good enough, they'll find you, and I've proved to myself that I could play on the field with those cats. So I believe strongly that I could play at the Division One level, and then I got off the plane in uh, Siena Heights, they called me, they offered me, and I knew in the back of my mind, I'm like, this is where I have to go to make it, make things happen. And like I told you before, I mean, I've always heard the saying, if you're good enough, they'll find you. So I knew that was the move I had to make in order to be uh, where I am today. And I'm just blessed and thankful for the people who've gotten me here today. And, you know, with the kind of player that you are, like, what are you looking to improve? Because we, we, we talked about you improving year by year. Yeah. You know, what are you looking this upcoming season to mm-hmm. basically improve upon to show scouts, you know, what you can do better that you haven't been doing the best the prior years? Right. So the biggest thing that I am going to work on and I'm going to try to work on is my pass rush. I feel like that is the weakest part of my game. And I feel like if I get that on tape, I feel like that will like solidify me as the complete linebacker because I feel like I can – run from sideline to sideline, make plays, staying on nickel and dime packages and cover people just as well as I can stop the run. So I feel like I'm that complete player and I can also play a box safety as well and cover people's manners on. So I feel like I'm a complete package and I feel like if I can improve upon my pass rush, I feel like that'll just solidify me as the complete total guy. So like looking at NFL teams and looking at uh, defenses, you see a lot. You don't see the, the, the prototypical three linebacker sets. You see a lot of two linebackers, possibly mm-hmm. one linebacker, nickel packages. You know, linebackers asked to do so many different things that really they weren't asked to, you know, years years prior. Right. Do you feel that, you know, the, your size and what you can do, um, you know, you can benefit in that knowing that you can do many roles. And you're saying you want to improve your pass rush. That's just an extra role that – you can show teams, hey, I'm versatile. I can do whatever you ask me to do right. because that also opens the eyes for scouts. Is that true? Yeah, for sure. For sure. And I feel like with me being my size and me being a hybrid, I can play that linebacker spot as well as that nickel corner 
or a box safety if need be. So I feel like I would be that chess piece that teams are looking for, for sure. So, uh, you know, what's your top moment that you've had so far in your college career that you would say, whether it's a game, whether it's a play, what would Mm -hmm. be your top moment that you would, you know, pinpoint? So a top moment that I had, um, we played St. Francis of Indiana. They were coming off of back-to-back national championships. And the year prior, we actually lost to them in overtime, which was a heartbreaker. We lost at their place. They drove it down 80 yards, forced OT, and then they won an OT. So we came back the following year. And just for me watching tape, just constantly, 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 I knew that the quarterback, okay, the first throw he throws, it's going to be some sort of outbreaking route. And I told myself before the game, I was like, I'm going to up it no matter what it is. So he threw an outbreaking route. I jumped it. And first play of the game, it was a pick. And I think we actually ended up with like four turnovers that day. We won. And I think they were ranked ninth in the nation at the time. And we were ranked like 18th. So it was a rainy day. It was, it, it was, uh, all, all emotions were out that day. So it, that was a, that was a play that stuck out to me. So you talk about that. Is there is there a player that you like look up to? You model your game after, you know, anything like that? Yeah. So I watch a lot of guys, and it, I can't fo- I can't solely focus on one. So like linebackers from the past that I watch are like Ray Lewis and Luke Keekley and guys from today's game. I watch Bobby Wagner, Eric Kendricks, Quan Alexander, Levante David, uh, Darius Leonard. Um, and those guys, like all those guys, like that are at the top of their game. And I try to take little things from each of their games and try to add it into mine and try to put my little spin on it so I, I can be effective with it. Because I know, like I said, I'm six foot 230. And some of those guys are like six, three, six, four. So like I got <laughs> to put my little spin on it somehow. But yeah, I really like look at a lot of those guys and I just try to incorporate what they do into my game for sure. So I watch tape on all those guys, as well as safeties like Jamal Adams and Jeremy Chin. And, you know, you talk about size. Size really doesn't matter all that much. You know, there's guys like who's been in the league who were, you know, wonderful player, great player, you know, London Fletcher's and Zach Thomas. And it doesn't really matter. Sometimes it matters like the size of the heart and Mm -hmm. not really the size of basically the player. So, you know, I always I always find it funny when people say, you know, it's the size. And, you know, right now you see a lot of people bashing like Devontae Smith of Alabama because he only weighs a certain amount of weight. Or, you know, there's another guy here. He's not tall enough to be a good quarterback. Like, you know, Drew Brees and, you know, guys like that. Right. And what what's your feelings on that in terms of if someone comes up to you and say, like, if, if you measure in at a certain, you know, measurement, whether it's 5'11", 6 foot. Mm-hmm. whatever that may be, mm-hmm. you know, how would you go ahead and, you know, t- t- tell scouts or talk to scouts about basically measurements? So I would, I would just have to go in and just like, if I get an invite to training camp or if I get drafted, just go in with a hard hat and just show them what I can do on the field in between the lines and just show them that, yeah, I might be, Five eleven, six foot, but here's what I can do. I can offer this versatility to you guys as to offer it to a team, whoever takes a chance on me. And I'm just I'm just praying that somebody takes a chance on me regardless of my size. And you know, another guy I didn't mention, well, you know, mm-hmm. Sam Mills. Right. And you know, Ernie, yep, and, and then another guy who got drafted high and played a long he didn't, you know, played a long career in the NFL was Ernie Sims. 
So right. you you don't need to be a super tall guy. You just have to have the the will and the determination and you know you, know, you want to learn and that's and that's the major thing. And, and you look at that and the thing is you know looking at some of your film and stuff and looking at some of the highlights and everything, mm -hmm. you know, you take that and that's and and that's one aspect that I feel a lot of people don't look through. a lot of people look too much in the measurables and right. how fast they run a 40 and how they do this the thing is you're not running a 40 yard dash with pads on right so you know those right. are some those are some things that i find people get a little out of out of sorts when they see somebody run a fast 40 mm -hmm. eh. but uh you know the one thing i saw looking up you it says that you grew up a houston texans fan yeah <laughs> so so you're you're from michigan correct yeah so how does somebody from Michigan grow up a Houston Texans fan? So it was one of those things where when I was a young kid, like, and Vince Young was playing at University of Texas, like, I've always had this thing for Texas. Like, ever since I was a young kid and there, like, I grew up just on, like, Texas teams. So, like, I got infatuated with the Houston Texans, and I was like, okay, this is my squad. This is what I'm rolling with. And I've always got to root for the hometown team, too. I always got to root for the Detroit Lions. But – I just grew up like a Houston Texans fan, and right now, right now it's it's downhill right now. But um, praying everything works out and they'll be back soon. So, uh, you know, the other thing I did see uh, also was you know you did mention Ray Lewis, but another mm -hmm. guy you mentioned, and one of the things was Brian Dawkins. Right. So, you know, I'm I'm from PA, uh, mm -hmm. a little bit north of Philly. Mm -hmm. Brian Eagles fan. Brian mm -hmm. Dawkins is by far my favorite player ever. Mm -hmm. So, you know, everything that he did, even the stuff off the field that he did, uh -huh. um, there's just his determination, everything. Is that something that you, you know, watching, you know, uh, seeing him and, you know, what he did with the Eagles and then even a couple of years with the Broncos, it just the leadership, I think, aspect is the big thing with him. Oh, yeah. And I watch him from time to time, him him and Ray Lewis. It's actually a video on YouTube of both him and Ray Lewis highlights that I watch sometimes before games even. But I look at Brian Dawkins and I'm just like, this guy, his leadership, he's all over the field. He leads with his actions. He he knocks the snot out of people coming across the middle. I mean, everything that you want in a ball player, he had. Like, even, even the swagger, the dark vibes, I mean – you come across the middle, you better have your head on the swivel because he's coming. And mm -hmm. it's one of those things where I'm just like growing up watching that. I was just like, wow, like I want to be that one day. Like, you know what I mean? So watching him, um, especially from the time I was younger, like it was it was a pleasure just watching him and Ray Lewis. Like, honestly. Yeah. And like I said, I want to thank you so much for joining us. Um, I'm, I hope to do it again as well. Um, hey. Thanks. You know, Thank you so much for having me. I greatly no, appreciate it. We appreciate it. We're going to be uh, rooting for you. We'll keep our eyes uh, on what you do this year. Uh, just make sure that uh, you follow Nick at Nick underscore stall, S-T-A-L 21 on Twitter. Um, make sure you support him. Uh, last thing I'll leave you with, one of our writers is actually from Michigan, Jason really? Sullivan. And funny thing is, when I, I mentioned it to him, uh -huh. that – He's because you're from Clawson, Michigan. Is that what it? You're from? Yeah, I'm from Clarkson. I'm from Clark Clarkson. Clarkson. Yeah. Yeah. He said that. I guess he. I guess he said he met his. Uh, his wife there. Really. Yeah, he lives. I guess for thirty minutes from there. 
That's so it's pretty. He's, he's he's a Lions fan. Unfortunately, he doesn't always like to say that he's a Lions fan. <laughs> but uh, uh, I wanted to throw that in, throw some uh, love love his way as well. But um, yeah, small world. Exactly. But <laughs> I said we'll definitely connect again. We absolutely appreciate your time, and we'll be rooting for you. And like I said, for everyone, uh, make sure you're following all about the birds at AAT, AAT birds. Make sure you're following uh, every you know all the writers and everything. Um, atbirds.com you can check out everything there's gear there all the podcasts all the shows um but uh i want to thank you again and we will be connecting soon and the only thing i say when usually when i break every show i go with the go birds uh all right go birds